podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Yes. Oh my gosh. It feels so good to be back with a regular schedule, both back at our homes, not (laughs) having to record on a phone, doing a pop culture roundup. Like it's just everything is right in the world. It's been a while. Lots of news stories, though. So fun to have them build up over the last few weeks. Yes. And also, I just saw you yesterday. Oh, you were I in know. New York. It was yesterday. It feels like so long <laughs> ago, but it wasn't. I know. Rob's always like, why don't you ever record together? And I'm like, I think it'd honestly be harder. Like, we just don't have the we don't have the materials to like actually record in person. Also, both of the last two times I was thinking about this, that we have seen each other in person has mm-hmm. been the week of award show nominations. Oh, so it's like right. feasibly we couldn't have actually recorded because <laughs> we didn't know the information yet when we were hanging out. So, Well, perfect. Wild. We'll go with that then. <laughs> yeah. Instead, you just ridiculed me over a whole brunch So <laughs> and got your friends and family in on it as well. Good yeah. Times. No, everyone go check out the app. What is it? Um it changes brunch for you, right? It just okay. reads the receipt so, and then you input the numbers yourself. And then <laughs> I was at a brunch like three years ago with a friend who pulled out this app plates. And if you're ever going out to eat with like a bunch of friends and, you know, like people are ordering different dishes and, oh, I want a side of that. No, these people are splitting this and we're getting something for the table. And you're like trying to calculate at the end of the meal, like who owes what. And (laughs) there's always like one person who didn't get very much food or whatever. And you so you don't want to be like split it evenly. Of course. So this app is perfect. You pull it up. You (laughs) pick the number of people who are eating there. You can split up all the menu items like individually or if people are sharing no, but things, that's the it thing splits is it's up just the tax evenly. It, it doesn't up split the up the tip evenly. The, the only thing it automates is the tip and tax evenly. That I'll give you. Sure. Cool trick. But the I just don't know who you're going to brunch with. Like, I don't know. We just would look at the receipt and be like, oh, I ordered this $17. I guess for tip and tax, that's like plus $5. There you go. But you guys are like to the scent, no questions about it. Like, let's get this down to the nitty gritty. But then you have to input all the information anyways. It's not like it scans the receipt or something useful. Yeah, but I didn't think it took that long. I've I've literally been doing this for like years (laughs) where like with this group of friends, with other group of friends where it's like somebody gets out this app and we split it up and I have never (laughs) met any resistance. And then all of you guys were like, what is this? This is the (laughs) stupidest thing I have ever seen. Like, oh yeah, let's get out my abacus. Let's like, oh, carry the two or whatever. It's like, here I was just trying to save you money. But what did you save? Like, what do you mean? What If you didn't use that app, you think it would lose you significant money? Like, I mean... The most it would do is just the tip and tax, unless you don't have like responsible friends who know what they owe you. Maybe that's the difference between us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now you're gonna drag my friends as well. As me. You know what? <laughs> but it made me think of a. It made me think of a good app though that I think would actually really help brunch experiences. What I thought it was gonna do is that it would like you would be able to from your app venmo charge everyone the specific amount so that they could then just hit like accept charge you know i thought it would do something like cool and revolutionary like that but it was just a it was just a calculator (laughs) okay well let the people weigh in if you ever use plates app Let me know if you think that sorting up who owes what after a after a group meal is tricky. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and you would like an app for it, check out Plates. If you're like, <laughs> who would ever use that? Me and my friends are so good at math and it's so easy for us <laughs> to, to split a bill. Then, you know, I guess you're all yeah, geniuses. You found your, okay, yeah. <laughs> moving on. I'm getting testy. We got a review, which this is poorly timed because it's a positive review of Shelby, oh, which like whatever. Yes, please. This is from Sid2k13. Five stars. She says, so good. I'm assuming it's a she. I guess it could be a he. <laughs> I heard about the podcast through another amazing podcast, Swiftish, for all my fellow oh, Swifties perfect. out there. I love Shelby, so I thought I'd give this one a try, and it's the best. It's like having a conversation with friends, and I can drown out my coworkers with a funny banner. Keep it up, y'all. Heart emoji. So, oh my gosh, that is so nice. At least you're doing good work somewhere, <laughs> good enough to get them to come and listen to our podcast, and then I'm assuming yes. that they say for me. And oh, my great right. app sure. recommendations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. I mean, that was nice, too, because it wasn't like a subtle jab at our own intelligence or taste, you know? it's always... Although I do love those reviews as well <laughs> yeah. that are like, they're kind of stupid, but yeah. I like them anyways. <laughs> um, if you want to leave a review, that would be great. We love a review, love reading a review on the air. If you have thoughts about our last week's episode of Best of the Decade... That's great. If you have mm-hmm. thoughts on apps and how we use them, also let us know. <laughs> um, go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, leave us five stars. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, thank you. And um, I mean, I just flew home this morning, so I'm a little groggy, but I'm excited to get into the pop culture roundup. It's one of my favorite things we do. So Matt, tell me something I don't know. I like anticipating that you were going to be busy came up with like a ton of stories (laughs) and some of them are sort of like weird and some of them are more mainstream and now I'm trying to figure out which one I want to cover first but I feel like it's it's been like a month since we've done I know (laughs) it wouldn't be uh an episode of our podcast if we didn't bring up my dear friend Lena Dunham so I guess let's start (laughs) with this story oh yeah So Lena Dunham, it was announced, is producing this show called Generations, which I was like, okay, whatever. Who knows what Lena Dunham's up to? But I read this article, and it's a show that was written by an 18-year-old girl named Zelda Barnes and her father, who I guess is like a screenwriter. So weird to me already that... This like eighteen year old is writing a series with her dad. That just like that just feels a little strange and a little nepotism y. Yeah. And then Lena Dunham is producing this series. Also weird. But it gets stranger when I looked at what the like description of the show is. And it's supposedly about a group of high schoolers, and I'm quoting this, whose exploration of modern sexuality, in parentheses, devices and all. <laughs> Tests deeply entrenched beliefs about life, love, and the nature of family in their conservative community. Oh, wow. So, like, it's a weird, like, teen sex show that's written by a teenager and her father, which seems, Ew. like, very creepy and strange to me. And then <sighs> Lena Dunham, who is a noted, like, not teenager, has not been a teenager for quite some time, and also molested her sister at one point, is going to be producing this show. Like, (laughs) this just has a lot of red flags for me right off the bat, and I felt like we needed to address it. That is alarming. I I haven't heard her name in it's been years, but I'm glad she has work, I guess. I'm not surprised it's something this weird. I, I should have seen it coming. I mean, are people excited about it? 
It sounds sort of well, like euphoria. I, yeah, that's also, it's like, so you stole guess, this idea from Euphoria. But it's also coming out on HBO. So it's oh. like the same network even. And then I was confused as like modern sexuality devices and all. Like <laughs> what kind of devices are they talking about? Like are they, I mean, I'm, at first, at first I was thinking like <laughs> phones, but then I was also like, but also it could be like, you know, devices. Wait, isn't it just so, like, isn't in the context of the sentence, isn't it implying like sex toys? I mean, that's what I thought too. But then I was like, <laughs> but that feels weird to just like drop it's that edgy. in the middle it's, of this. It's HBO. It's uh, it's edgy teen drama. Also, I mean, do a lot of like 16 year olds have sex toys? Like where are they getting them? <laughs> Shipped to their house? I don't know. I mean, I think Euphoria explores similar things. So it's a very odd. Did you watch Euphoria? I did not. I, I heard it was read... bad. I never heard it was bad. I heard it was very good, but it just, I wasn't into it. So I read some reviews and some synopses, but who was saying it was bad? I mean, I I, I heard think... from a lot of like film critics that it was basically just oh. like lots of drugs and sex and there really wasn't much going on in it aside <laughs> from that. Well, maybe they'll attach themselves to this one written by, you know, an authentic teen and her good old dad. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Okay. <laughs> what stories do you have? Well, I think the one that really stood out to me, it's been like ongoing for the last week or so, but Peloton released a Christmas app. <laughs> yeah. They're like a they're just a I mean, it's just a indoor like bicycle machine, right? I don't know why it's so fancy, so overpriced. I guess it has a television where someone yells at you or something. Yeah, it's like it's like somehow or another you like live stream into a class, but you're in your living room. Right. So it's like if you did the soul cycle, <laughs> it's spin, but it's yeah. on a TV. Yeah, I think yeah. that's it. The extent of it. Yeah, but it became uh, a viral video and was just destroyed on Twitter because it features this like it's a Christmas um, commercial features a husband gifting his very thin, very pretty wife with this bike, fine, whatever. But then it turns into this like weird forced um, vlog of the wife where she's like, oh, I'm really trying to get through this week. Like, I just have to stick to it. Like, I have my goals. And it just is like this year long vlog about her using her bike. And then the the like twist is that she put together this video for her husband's Christmas present the following year to be like, see how grateful I am for your <laughs> wonderful gift, darling. And so it was sort of just a dumb commercial. And I saw it and it was just like eye roll. But it became this like big conversation on Twitter about like how it's misogynistic and how it's body shaming for someone who's already so skinny. Like why would a husband want to give her his pretty wife this? And then also like this idea that she is forced to make this vlog that she then returns to her husband and I don't know that whole that whole conversation was hilarious to me, but it has sort of spiraled because Ryan Reynolds um, then turns around and very quickly casts the same actress in an ad for his aviation gin, where it's sort of implying that she's just like dead eyed and out with friends, and she's like finally left him and is finally like quote unquote free, and so it sort of is this nod to a Peloton ad, which is very meta. And then they had the news, like, reached out to both actors and were like, how do you feel about this? Like, 
what did you think of the controversy? And the man, the guy is like, yeah, I wish people would like recognize that I I'm just an actor. Like I didn't write this. I didn't think about it. It's just a commercial guys. Like, please stop calling me a misogynist. And I just found the whole thing just very interesting. I don't know what you thought when you saw the, the ad originally. Well, I read an article where he was like, yeah, I'm worried that I'm not going to be able to get work now as an actor <laughs> because they're only going to associate me, me with this ad. And it's like, I feel like I've seen this ad about four times and I could not pick this man oh, out of yeah, the lineup. He's all. in about three seconds of it. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I can see how there's like, maybe some latent misogyny in the advertisement. <laughs> I didn't think it was as necessarily terrible as I like thought it was going <laughs> yeah. to be from all the hype I saw online just because. So the man buys his wife a Peloton bike for Christmas, which <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like buying exercise equipment for someone for Christmas, yeah, whether they're skinny it. or fat, like doesn't, <laughs> Like, that's something that people do. It's not that weird. She is making these videos and it's like sort of a, oh, I'm trying, like, I'm pushing through. I'm, (laughs) you know, staying committed to this. But it's never like the husband is like, get back on that bike, you know. (laughs) It it appears to be something that she wants to do for herself for whatever reason. And then she gives him this video at the end, (laughs) which is like, well, she's thankful that he got it for her. I don't, I don't know. It, like. It, there are levels there that I think are slightly problematic, but I didn't find it yeah. as egregious as Twitter found it. And since I yeah, saw I all the tweets before I went back and watched the video, <laughs> I feel like I thought the video was especially tame Pretty because wild. I was prepared for, you know, like a whip and like she was right. shackled to the bike <laughs> or something. Yeah, I I honestly just thought, I mean, I think all Christmas commercials or any like major event, like Super Bowl commercials can be lean on the cheese. Like they're just trying to do something ultra like schmaltzy and Christmas commercials tend to be the worst because it's all like oh like you want to give our gift because magical things happen and so I just thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen because it keeps changing from like vertical home videos to like horizontal it's the worst montage of like videos she could have slapped together for her husband and the moral being like look at how grateful she is which is so funny to me but it did remind me of my favorite Christmas commercial ever which is the Folgers <laughs> brother and sister commercial that came out in like the 2000s. I don't know if you've ever seen it, heard of it, but it is, it I don't just, know. it's amazing to watch because it feels like you don't realize they're brother and sister until like the end. And all throughout the commercial, you're like, these two are definitely banging. Like they are so <laughs> into each other. It is just very incestuous <laughs> and very awkward. And I, it's my favorite commercial that's ever happened. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I now I need to go look this up. Yeah, oh, that's wild. the The thing that I appreciated most of this is that somebody then made a video that was like, "Ah, the Peloton video for poor people," and it's like <laughs> a place in your apartment to do push ups. And so it's like the the husband's like, "Oh, well, I think it's two guys maybe," and he's like, "Oh, like I got I cleared out this space in the floor for you to do push ups." And then it's like the guy, you know, every day like <laughs> taking videos of like himself doing what it's it's very funny, and it like follows the ad beat for beat of like. <laughs> But just no Peloton, just like, oh, I have to work out without equipment because I'm not rich. You got to love the internet. Uh, Okay. Another story I wanted to make sure we cover is Mm. the Dakota Johnson, Ellen DeGeneres feud. Oh, yes. 
that took place on Ellen's show, which was glorious. If you have not watched this, like go watch this clip because it is fantastic. <laughs> but I will try to describe <laughs> what happens in it for you. You've seen it, right? Oh, yeah. People say I look like her, so it's like it's like casual. I just keep an eye on her. Yes, just... I have thought you look like Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> for a long time. You you yeah. have that vibe, so that makes sense. Um, Anyways. So Dakota Johnson, I guess, like a year ago, had a birthday party, invited Ellen. Ellen, or no, had a birthday party, didn't invite Ellen. And then Ellen sort of like made a beef about it on the show. This was like a year ago. And so this year... Dakota Johnson, who is from Fifty Shades of Grey, for those of you who don't know, and a bunch of other things, but <laughs> she um she has another birthday party. She makes sure that she invites Ellen. Well, Ellen Dakota goes on Ellen to promote Peanut Butter Falcon, the Shia LaBeouf movie so that cute. I didn't even realize she was in, but I guess she is. Is so it a big good. role? Is she good in it? Yeah, she's. I mean, there's only like three major characters, and she's the love interest, like lady person. She's she's good. It's so good. Everyone go see it. It's so cute. Okay, so anyways, Dakota's on Ellen's show to promote this movie. And Ellen is like, hey, you, what happened? You didn't invite me to your birthday party this year. And Dakota Johnson's like, no, I invited you. And Ellen's (laughs) like, no, you didn't. And Dakota's like, yes, I did. Ask everybody. Like, ask your assistants. Ask whoever. Like, last year you gave me crap about this, so I invited you this year. And so Ellen is like, hey, um, you know, manager yeah (laughs) yeah did i and did i get an invite and the person's like yeah you did and ellen's like well why didn't i go and they're like oh you had that thing and you can sort of tell like ellen kind of like remembers what it is (laughs) but doesn't but doesn't bring it up and sort of like kind of tries to move on sort of yeah but she'll get off like oh i had a thing like oh yeah i had that thing (laughs) yeah right yeah like oh you live too far away whatever and then and then the interview gets more and more awkward because (laughs) dakota johnson says that her favorite comedian is tig notaro but ellen's obviously comedian so then ellen's upset about that at one point dakota johnson like pretends to get up and just like leave the stage because it's going so poorly (laughs) it's it's kind of a hot mess but very awkward and and interesting to watch but Mm. the real crazy part is that people then went back and dug through the files and realized (laughs) that dakota johnson's birthday party was the same weekend as the football game that ellen degeneres (laughs) went to with george bush that got a lot of flack like a couple of weeks ago so it's like not only was it awkward that she got called out for not going to dakota johnson's birthday party but she skipped the birthday party because she was (laughs) hanging out with george bush so you can tell that that ellen was like oh crap i don't want to bring this back up again change the topic change the topic change the topic but surprise now the internet is back at it so (laughs) so what do you think of all these rumors that ellen is actually like a dick i mean i don't know i feel like ellen seems like a nice person and like Mm. fairly funny but i can also see like i don't think anyone gets to be that successful (laughs) and have that much of an empire by just being a nice person like you have to have some (laughs) some bite yeah, like, like, do I think Oprah's a nice person? Yes. But do I also think that Oprah is probably not a great person to work for? Also, yes. Because she just <laughs> seems like someone who is, like, very on top of things, like, does not mess around. The The weird thing with Ellen 
is though is that like she went from being this beloved figure to now it's like she's mean she's terrible she's hanging out with george bush it's awkward that they're randomly at the golden globes this year she's getting this like tv honorary golden globe which i'm sure has been in the work for like months but Mm. it's kind of weird that she's getting it now when she's like at an all-time low in approval ratings (laughs) yeah i just have been hearing more and more that she's just mean and rude and i think like there was an article about her um right before her special came out and it was a lot of talk about wanting to quit the show and wondering if it was right or not so it's interesting that she renewed because i just think she's sort of checked out and like i used to watch ellen like i loved ellen in like high school like we would come home and watch it from school and like she was so funny and all her games were so fun but now it's just like more mean-spirited or kind of lame or checked out and so i think that's why the dakota johnson interview went viral first because a lot of people were like oh yeah like call her out like yes finally you can tell someone else doesn't one of these celebrities finally isn't like kissing her ass and like (laughs) you know is just very honest about her because dakota at one point is like i really didn't think you liked me and it was just so delightfully awkward but mostly just shady for ellen and i loved it yeah i don't know i mean ellen is I feel like so much of what she stands for is really good. Like she's a Mm -hmm. comedian, but she's not crass at all. Um, You know, she like came out as a lesbian when that was not a popular thing and really has done a lot for LGBT rights. Like, I don't know. I feel like she's done a lot of good things to Mm -hmm. then sort of be turned on in this fashion so quickly. It Mm -hmm. feels to me like kind of just a, trend or like fashionable not to like her because i don't (laughs) for me there has been no concrete evidence of that she is a bad person and like so she's hanging out with george bush but her whole thing is about like inclusivity and like being Mm -hmm. nice to everybody not just people you agree with so like yes people don't like george bush for various reasons but i don't think that george bush is also like somebody that you should you know that like hanging out with should be a big deal. I feel like it, that's just way too politicized, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's a whole nother issue. Yeah. Well, speaking of celebrities who may be on the outs of popularity, um, Chrissy Teigen uh, has been in the news for a couple of things. I mean, I mean, she's been very popular and has avoided most of like the cancellation. It was recently featured as like Vogue's it couple, like the the like first family we wish we had type thing. She's funny. She's a personality. Whatever. But she got a little heat because she tweeted this um, sort of offhanded, like, oh, quirky story. And she's like, my mom has lost so many AirPods. Like, she has to buy multiples a month. And she just keeps on wishing they had cords attached. And she was just like, LOL, isn't that funny? But everyone was like, ooh, that is just so tone deaf. Like, your mom is just burning through (laughs) these, like, $200 headphones and you're sort of like bragging about it a little everyone sort of hated it she sort of apologized for it but this week she was doing a little like it felt a little like you know a little good pr a little nice um refresh but she opened her twitter to like questions about celebrity life and um i don't know if you got a chance to look at this or if you follow Chrissy. no i didn't <laughs> but so people were like She was like, yeah, ask me any of your burning questions about like what like celebrities and all this stuff. And so someone was like, do you guys even have a junk drawer like in your kitchen? And she's like, oh, yeah, totally. I'm so relatable and shared a picture of it, which was very an organized junk drawer, but we'll allow it. Um, 
But what was most interesting is someone was like, how do celebrities who still manage to fly commercial do it? Like, do you guys rush through the terminals or whatever? And she shared that there's a terminal that's like a mile or so from the airport that you pay membership for. And then you do the same sort of security privately. And then they drive you to the plane, like in a private car. And, um, and so that's how celebrities and really wealthy people do it. You just have to pay like 4500 a month to be a part of this elite club. And then you can skip sort of the the plebeian line of, of horrible, you know, I don't know, peasants like us and not have to worry about all the crowds. And you just get to go through this sort of elite entryway into the airport, which I don't know. It sounds very appealing to me. I mean, I feel like that makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, not only from like, oh, well, they wouldn't want to wait in line kind of way, but more so just for like safety concerns and like crowd control i mean mm-hmm. we, you've been in those lines at like laguardia airport <laughs> that just go on forever and it's a million people can you imagine if john legend and chrissy Teigen were in that line <laughs> and you're just like yeah. zigzagging past them for like 40 <sighs> minutes like all oh, of the no. people who'd be trying to take pictures with them like how backed up the line would be like people would not be focusing on th- it just feels like yeah. a whole crisis and not to mention like what if you got some weirdos in there it's like you're (laughs) stuck in a large crowd with celebrities and your security and stuff probably can't you know go with you through all of that because it's tsa so i don't know it makes sense to me i don't think it's that weird it's not weird it's just it's an answer that to a question you never knew you had you know it's like that's there's this secret i mean i've never I don't really fly like on airplanes that have like a true first class. Usually, you know, I'm I'm on yeah. like, United or Southwest, right? But you know, if you've ever wound up on a plane with a celebrity, that's like why you don't get to see them because they're they're shepherded in a different secret black door and <laughs> and get to enjoy a a different experience. But you know what? You don't have to be Chrissy Teigen. You just have to have forty five hundred dollars to spare each month to be a part of that membership. So. But I bet you that there, I mean, I have been in the airport and seen like B-listy celebrities. Yeah. I think you have to be like A-list, A-list to <laughs> afford that. I'm sure that there's lots yeah. of people who aren't celebrities at all who are doing that, who are just loaded. Oh, but yeah. like, if you're someone who's on The Bachelor or something, like you cannot afford that. So you are fully going <laughs> yeah. through the security with everybody else. I was once in the Pittsburgh airport with Abby Lee, the dance mom's lady and she was schlepping it with the rest of us so she might have tsa pre-check but like she's still going through that line i know my friend saw ben platt um another friend saw oh what's her name the the girl in perfect harmony from pitch perfect Oh, Anna Camp. Mm-hmm. She went because, like, the... fun fact: <laughs> celebrities aren't that rich. I mean, like, they yeah. are, but in comparison to like rich, rich people, like business rich people, doctor rich people, like celebrities yeah. are not actually that rich. They just get a lot of free stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like they have a lot of fancy clothes and fancy things because because pe- brands give them to them so that they mm-hmm. can get the free publicity. But yeah. they're like not actually making that much money on things i mean they are but it's like in comparison to like billionaires they're not even close yeah no chrissy Teigen mentioned that too she's like yeah m- uh, we have a counter that's just covered in stuff that we just get sent like free merch and stuff 
And she's like, I've asked them to stop, but then I just realized I can just donate it all. So <laughs> yeah. Good for Chrissy. I mean, um, I'm trying to th- think if I have any other stories that we need to talk about. Very quickly, Army Hammer was on some Bear Grylls show and had to suck milk straight out of a goat's teat, which there's a video <laughs> of, and I thought was very strange and weird. And like, why Amazing. is Ar- like Army Hammer does not have to be doing this? Like, he does not hard up for cash. So yeah. that was wild. Uh, but I think that's it. You want to get on to love it or hate it? Yes. I mean, this is tough because I've watched so much since we've done a love it or hate it. And it's like Oscar season. So I'm catching up on all sorts of things. So I don't know. And I feel like we'll talk about a lot of them with um, with the Golden Globes episode. So I want to just spice it up a little. I just watched the trailer for Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> oh, guys, yes. I, I saw that was out, but I didn't see it. it. Oh, it looks great. I was really worried because Chris Pratt is, or no, sorry. Oh my gosh, that would be awful. Chris Pine um, is still in it, even though in the first one, spoiler alert, he dies. So it seems like oh. there's some sort of time travel um something going on. Like they sort of hint at something in the trailer, but he's looking fine. She's looking amazing. The 80s are all so fun. Kristen Wiig is in it. She seems like she might be good might be bad nothing i don't know what's happening she's like swinging with her magic lasso from freaking thunderbolt lightning bolts it looks like a good time i still have not seen the original no uh, i know that oh. i'm going to have to whenever we do an episode on this yes. so you know oh my sooner or later but yes sooner anytime as soon as possible Look, it's so good i'm a little busy there's a lot of movies out right now <laughs> this that'll be a nice thing to watch in like march where i got nothing going on <laughs> okay fine but it was a great trailer i think it it made me more confident because i was a little worried and like sophomore slump is a real thing but i feel pretty confident with patty jenkins at the helm again and i it looks fun it looks good Well, that's a good transition because sophomore slump, it sure is. (laughs) I saw Frozen 2 yesterday, (laughs) and what a disaster of a film. Oh, but there's something nice about it still. Did you, have you seen it? Uh Uh-huh. I, I did, yeah. Yeah, please share your thoughts. The, I mean, so like the music in it, like fine, fun, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. great. The mm-hmm. the fact that What's-His-Face from um, Panic at the Disco? Is that the band? Oh, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Brennan yeah, Urie yeah, yeah, yeah. sang the Adida Menzel song in Adida Menzel's key and hits the notes <laughs> is, like, wild. But that's neither here nor there. The movie <laughs> is just, it's like they all went into a writer's room after yeah. the first one. And we're like, okay, who has an idea for the second one? And everyone <laughs> came up with six ideas. And instead of deciding between all of those, they were like, we'll just put them all in one movie. Yeah. Because it is the most convoluted, complicated <laughs> storyline that I have ever seen. It's almost not complicated, though. It's like, it's just like nothing. It's like very nonsensical. It's like... Well, it's it's like two things at once where yeah. the storyline is where there's the world that is created and the mechanics of it where Elsa has to like go on this journey <laughs> 
is very complicated. There's so many things involved and the oh, there's this culture, there's a secret mist, there's these old stones, <laughs> there's a water horse, there's these runes, there's these Eskimo people, there's people trapped in a mist for 30 years, like her great grandfather, but like so many different things going on. And you're yeah. like, what? What is that? Yeah. Who is this? What is this person? But then <laughs> at the same time, the storyline itself is like so basic. It's like right. Elsa has to go find something. We don't know what it is. <laughs> Anna's upset that Elsa leaves her. Oh no. Which is basically the plot of the first one. <laughs> and then it it does that thing that I call like Ant Manning because the first time I noticed it was in Ant Man, where it like literally just explains the next step of the plot so that the person can do it. Like there's no <laughs> if you watch like the first 20 minutes of the movie you have really no idea what is coming yeah. but every five minutes they're like oh and you have to do this thing and then she does it oh well now you have to do this thing and then she does it so it's really just a boring experience because you're just watching someone go through a bunch of steps like they're putting together some Ikea furniture like yeah. okay direction one direction two only instead of like building something interesting they're like just building the most straightforward <laughs> thing but in the most complicated manner possible I know I really wish we had done an episode on this one just because it is so interesting to talk about because I liked the first one. I think it's gotten a bad rap now because it's been so overplayed. But like at the time, I really enjoyed it. And obviously the music was very good. And there's a reason it gets stuck in all your four-year-old minds. And so I was excited for Frozen 2. I thought the animation was beautiful. And I enjoyed the music as it was happening. But yeah, you kind of leave the theater. And I was just very confused about um Elsa and Anna's parents and like their mission and their involvement and then you find yeah. out that the parent the mom was like actually magical too or like I don't know it just lost me somewhere in there but I will say I thought that the humor in this one hit a lot funnier moments like when Olaf is retelling the the plot of the first film like, I just thought it was the funniest thing. Like, yes, I- <laughs> that is funny. But then Olaf, like, dies, yeah. question mark. And there's, like, water has memory, snow has... It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, the it Olaf plotline is is really weird. Kristoff <laughs> has really, like, nothing to do. He's just trying to propose the whole time, but can't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The, it, it was, was just... It I, felt like I found it refreshing that, um, that, yeah, Kristoff... Rob like turned me and was like he's really just not well rounded like he's just there for Anna's sake and I was like oh and you're like oh, this is every sad? woman character ever <laughs> yeah you sound about the limited uh, complications with his character but I don't know I mean I definitely think it was a weak film but I I still listened to Into the Unknown with great pleasure so I will be excited to talk to you more about the animated film race on our Golden Globes episode because yeah. I think that it's shaping up to be a year with like no real heavy hitters. Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting lineup, but yeah. I don't want to give away things because we have Mm-mm. an episode coming up Thursday where we're going to be talking about all the Golden Globe nominees, movies, yes. TV. We have seen a lot of these movies and have not talked about them on the podcast. So you'll get our fresh takes on whether we like them, whether we don't like them, whether or not these things should be nominated. Um, I have some hot takes. I'm sure Shelby has some <laughs> scalding hot takes. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, It'll be good.
And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Shelby has put together these really fun uh, best of the decade lists that have been going up. So if you want to see like what our favorite albums of the decade were, you can head <laughs> over to our Instagram account. We're at PSURong on Instagram and Twitter. You can also email us at PSURong at gmail.com. And please leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back on Thursday with Golden Globe episode. So see you then. Bye. Bye.